You are now listening to Four Below Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening, this the Four Below Fantasy Football Podcast. Quarantine? Question mark? Question mark? How are we doing today, everybody? Sam, what's going on, buddy? Uh, nothing too much. It's been a, been a while. It's been a couple weeks. We've uh, we've all been pretty busy here, so it's been a long time since we got to banter about fantasy football. <laughs> it's been a while. Sorry. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor's a baby face again. I wish you guys could see this beautiful, clean-shaven face. Oh, man, I had the curly Q mustache just rocking, but it was time to go. It's summer. I didn't want like the white like. I got it. Once I, I, sh- I, I got it. I got the white tan lines, but it's it's going away a little bit. But it was. Well, yeah, we were going on the lake Saturday, so it just made sense to get her done. And Jimmy, how you doing, buddy, over there? Uh, you know, not too bad. Developing like a little bit of a cough today, so that's oh. obviously scary. But uh, fingers crossed, it's nothing. Oh no! Is is it a wet cough or a dry cough? <laughs> I, it's hard to tell right now because it's not super. You haven't lost your taste yet, have Super you? Super consistent, no. You haven't lost your life yet, that's good. Yeah, not yet. I'm just going to hide in my bedroom for the next You should just weeks. blame Maggie for everything. Yeah, that's the, that's the key. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm ready to talk so, about some football today, because it's yeah. been way too long. Oh, it's been a while. So, uh, for everyone listening, this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about our biggest busts, busts of 2020. So I know that the boys have some hot takes. I like to consider my takes very spicy. They're spicy boy picks. <laughs> but we're going to kind of roll through them. The order is going to be Sam, Trevor, James, followed up by me because I'm the best caboose. I follow up. You know, that's just kind of got to go. Sam's, you know, leads the way. You know, kind of like blunt force trauma. Sam's just kind of rushes into the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. um. Anyone else want to add anything before we kick this thing off? No, I just I was just gonna preface. Uh, so what we're doing is we're not was obviously we do we're doing mainly dynasty on this and um this this obviously affects dynasty, but we're talking specifically bus wise. We're talking about for the 2020 season compared to where their ADP is currently. And for ADP, we're currently going off the fantasy football calculator. Um, their website and their ADP. We did some research kind of comparing different websites and they're all pretty similar. Um, this was one of the better interactive websites we found for this. So we decided to use this for our ADP. Um, so don't get mad if you're hearing and you're like, Oh no, that's not ADP where I'm looking. We're using this website. So I thought I'd just preface it that, um, before we get started. Yeah. And, uh, and the one last thing I found too, that was actually crazy. I, I like looked at so many different websites when I put my couple bus together that we're talking about today. And every single website I looked on, Trevor's team was all busts. Oh, really? This said Trevor's websites, team huh? busts. <laughs> I, I wish you could have seen everyone's. I wish you could have seen everyone's face in this, guys. Let everyone's like, oh my god, what's he gonna say? Did they find something? And just the eyes rolled back in Trevor's head. But Sam, what do you say? Let's get this bad boy rolling. Yes, yes. And so what we're doing, and bust, and by bust, we're not saying that they're not gonna score points they're not going to do well for your fantasy team but where they're currently being drafted we're, we're basing it off of we what well, we, we think that they are not worth that draft capital so the first guy i am going to start with and one of our buddies already thinks i shit on him enough but he's one of my favorite players in the nfl i've loved him for years i think he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league but where his adp is i don't 
I don't like I don't like it. I don't like drafting him there. And uh, that 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 guy is Mike Evans, whose current ADP is wide receiver seven, right behind Chris Godwin, and behind him are guys like Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham, Mari Cooper, Juju, Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson and so on. Before him, you obviously got the Julios, DeAndre's, all the normal for that. But looking at Mike Evans, I was I, I, I was I, I was kind of already kind of a little bit not down on Mike Evans this year, but I didn't think that he was going to be able to put up the numbers he did last year. And even with the numbers he put up last year, he had a lot of weeks where it was up and down where you were kind of – there was the one week, remember, he got zero points, and he was up and down with Jameis. And obviously Jameis had a career year in the sense that of how many yards he threw for. Um, as well, he didn't have a bad touchdown number, obviously, because interceptions don't affect fantasy value. Um, but even then, Mike, Mike uh, Evans played 13 games last year, and he finished as wide receiver, I believe it was 15. Really good finish. Chris Godwin finished as wide receiver, too. Um, and with the Jameis Winston throwing 5,200 passing yards, um, had a, I mean, fantasy wise, that's, that's great. That's, that's going to be, you're getting a lot of value. But when I go in, I see two wide receivers from the same team being drafted mid, like mid top wide receiver as six and seven for the same team. I don't, I don't like that. And I, you look at a guy like Tom Brady, he's getting older. Um, he, it, in the recent years, he's like throwing more to the, not the, even the slot guy, but the lesser of the deep threats, the guy that's more of a possession receiver. That's obviously Chris Godwin. Um, whether you want to admit it or not, Tom Brady's arm isn't what it used to be. He's not going to be able to whip the ball as far downfield. Obviously, Mike Evans is a t- super good talent, so I don't think it's going to affect him majorly in that aspect. But I also don't see Tom Brady throwing for 5,200 yards and 30-some touchdowns, and it, he'd have to do that to get – Mike Evans to a wide receiver seven ahead of some of these guys who are going to be the number one guy uh, guy in their offense. Um, another another reason I'm I'm thinking that Mike Evans isn't going to beat this ADP is you look at just last year, the running back uh, target percentage for Tampa Bay was 18%. So and that's all the running backs. So that's not not a huge number, not a small number. New England's was 27%, and I don't think that's going to Tom Brady's going to change his play style completely to just throw to wide receivers now because he's on a new team. He's got uh, three pretty average running backs. Daria Gumbawale was a good receiving back for them last year. He's not going anywhere. Obviously, they have Ronald Jones. They drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. I think they're going to try and put some of the load off Tom Brady, as well as them bringing in a guy like Rob Gronkowski. Obviously, we all don't think that he is going to be as uh, fantasy value as, as high as he is being ADP'd right now, but they also got OJ Howard, who is who is a talented guy. He's not he hasn't been able to break out, and they also have Cameron Bait, right? And they have some other receivers. I just don't see the amount of targets that that he's not going to be throwing the ball as much as Jameis. I don't think I don't think he's going to have as many yards. I don't think they're going to be down in games as often as they were last year. I don't think they're going to be throwing as many interceptions where he's going to have to make comebacks because that's what the big thing with Jameis. He'd throw three interceptions in this game, so he has to throw the ball the rest of the game every single play. And Tom Brady likes those dump-offs. And, I, again, it's not that I don't think Mike Evans is talented, but at seven, I'm, I'm, there's, like I, I listed off like six or seven other guys after Mike Evans that I would rather have for this coming year than him. I don't know. What, do you, what are your guys' thoughts on Mike Evans for this upcoming year? 
Um, I, I'm basically in the same boat. I, I kind of wrote off Mike Evans a little bit in redraft leagues just because of how high he's been going. And I'm just looking at Tom Brady's stats here. So you mentioned Jameis threw 5,100 yards. Yep. Brady's only hit that mark once. And that was and with Randy Moss, he, right? He, uh, he had yeah, no, it was 2011. I don't know if Randy recall. Moss was there. The the Randy Moss year was 2007. He only had 4,800 yards. But then also 33 touchdowns. Brady has only done that five times, which is a little bit better. Or like gone over 33 five times. But in 20 years, too. I mean, you're still looking at that he doesn't usually do that. He's no. not putting up big numbers anymore. Like 50, uh, 100 yards and 35-plus yeah. touchdowns. He doesn't do that. That's not his game. Nope, so. No. Are, if you're expecting, and then also they have Godwin going at like five and Gronk's going at like seven for tight ends. It just seems like this Bucks offense is getting a little too hyped for my liking. Yeah, and um, we'll get into Gronk a little later on, but obviously uh, I, I think the same way. Um, I'm, I'm not buying into this hype on Tom Brady. Um, I, I think he's a great QB, but I'm not sure if he's going to be a great fantasy producer. And you really need to have a, a QB that's probably top five to, to get all these guys to kind of ride the wave and lift up with him and also be, you know, top 10 at all of their positions because there's just too many mouths to feed, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm with you on Mike Evans for sure. I, I think that's the overall the, yeah, I think bucks. that's the biggest thing is it's not that – I don't think any of us think that they're going to be bad. Mike Evans is still going to be great for Tom Brady. Um, Chris Godwin, I think, will have a better year just because he is that possession receiver. But it's the fact that – Tom Brady isn't going to be throwing the ball like crazy. He'll still, they're still going to have a running game that they use. He still likes throwing to the running backs. That's not going to change. He, they're going to be running that 12. I think they said they're going to uh, 12, uh, 12 personnel. So they're going to have two tight ends. Um, those tight ends are solid players too. So there's just too many weapons to go around to have all these guys ranked that high. I know there's the hype around it, but Tom Brady is what 40, 43 now. Like you, you can't just keep expect people can't just keep expecting him to get better. Like, like sure. He might be, able to be better than he did last year, but he also had no receivers last year. So that's not saying much. And he might have more touchdowns, but again, it's going to, I think the ball's going to be spread around a lot more than people like to think it is, especially with them, the, the tight ends, the running backs and the receivers that they have. And I just want to add, I'm actually in agreement with all you. Bruce Arians is going to be keeping that a dynamic offense to just kind of hammer home the point that you guys all just made. He's going to be changing it up too much. And there's with, Going off what James said, with too many mouths to feed, Tom Brady's age and not being able to, even in his prime, throw the same money yards that James Winston did. And then you have Arians changing up that offense all the time, running different sets. There's going to be different targets emerging every week, depending on who they're playing, which makes Mike Evans not as high as a value, which doesn't make, like I said, like you said, Sam, doesn't mean he's going to be a bust and be a zero, but he's not going to perform like he used to. Yeah, or like the ADP just says. So, yeah. all right, but let, let's let's move into the next guy. And I think you said Trevor. Trevor's up next with his guy. Yep, T. Trevor. So uh, my guy is going 28th overall um, in drafts, and he is in PPR drafts, and then he's the 17th running back, uh, Melvin Gordon. So uh, Melvin Gordon. Obviously, you know, has gone to Denver from San Diego. He had his holdout last year for a little bit. So it wasn't his best year, but um, now he's joining the running back core with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. They're all under contract. And one fun fact before I start 
really shitting on Melvin Gordon is uh, Philip Lindsay has you know been very solid these past two years, been RB two both years, and uh, you know came into league. He's been a grinder, but he has more thousand yard seasons than Melvin Gordon does now. Uh, that was kind of fun for me just because, I mean, he had back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Melvin Gordon's only done that once. Uh, Some other quick facts for you. Uh, Philip Lindsay has never put the ball on the the ground. Melvin Gordon did it three times last year in his 12 games he played. Well, lost. He actually did it four times. And then what I really want to get into, though, is how much um, offense is really going to be run through the Denver Broncos running game and can Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon um, coexist to where Melvin Gordon can even be the 17th running back or what I think, which the 17th running back is one thing, but to be 28th off the board, uh, just a couple of guys right after him, George Kittle, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham, Le'Veon Bell, Amari Cooper, Cooper Mm -hmm. Cup, uh, all these guys I would be easily taking over Melvin Gordon. But to get into a little bit more of the Denver running game, so last year, uh, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman um, contributed to basically all of the running back touches. The next running back um, was Devontae Booker. He had nine yards for two attempts. So it was basically those. It was those two, and it was only their show. And I still think. It, although won't be used as much, Royce Freeman's still going to get some touches. And if, let's say his is cut in half or even less than half, like a quarter, and Philip Lindsay takes some step back, I just, I can't find a way that all three of these guys are going to get enough rushing attempts, yards, touchdowns, on top of with Drew Locke now being a year ahead they're going to be throwing the ball more they went out and got two top talents in the draft to open up their wide receiver core uh, what do you guys think about melvin gordon's 2020 season coming up here i i completely agree with that i mean and i don't i don't want to agree on all these guys i mean i think it's when we've talked about the guys before we're going to agree on a lot of these guys is potentially not meeting up their ad people yes melvin gordon I think what people are underestimating, for one, people are hyping Drew Locke way higher than anything he's accomplished yet. Like for a guy like Melvin Gordon and all the guys in that offense to be successful, he would be he would have to be having one of those Peyton Manning years to have everyone successful in that offense. I don't think a young quarterback like that is going to be able to. I also think that, like you said, last year they only used two running backs. I think they're still going to use obviously Philip Lindsay. I still think they're going to use. And I still don't think they're just going to completely drop off Royce Freeman. Like, Royce Freeman isn't a scrub. Like, he's not the best running back, but he's a solid player. So I I just don't see there being enough opportunity. And, I mean, Melvin Gordon's an okay pass catcher, and obviously Philip Lindsay isn't – is kind of the same level. But, like you said, Melvin Gordon's had one 1,000-yard rushing season. He's been – he lives off his touchdowns. So unless he's getting a ton of touchdowns again, he's he's not going to live up to that ADP, I don't think. Yeah, and I think you're really banking on this offense really taking a big step forward too for all of these guys to be productive. And I'm I'm not saying that won't happen, but I'm gonna be a little bit less or, or more risk averse, I guess, and and probably stay away from that whole situation. And I just wanted to bring up too, um, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson, 
you know, David Johnson, James Conner, all those guys aren't super sexy names, but you can draft them right after Melvin Gordon. And the one thing they have that he doesn't is they are the bell cow running back in those offenses. They don't have someone like Philip Lindsay for sure competing with them. And I would much rather take guys like that uh, than Melvin Gordon in this offense. Yeah, and even on top of that, some of those guys you may think, oh, they're injury prone. Well, Melvin Gordon has missed two or more games in four of his five seasons, and he's um, been in the 3.9 to 3.5 average per rush for four out of his five seasons. He's been been Mm -hmm. in the threes. He can't even hit four, which is like the kind of where you start to become productive um, as a running back. Unless the big thing would be here is if they make him the the goal line back and he does get all the receiving work for Royce Freeman and Denver's offense explodes, then I think he could be worth the the twenty eighth pick, your end of your third round, but or mid end like, of your third round. Well, and you just I mean just saying that right there, Trevor, outlines why we he's going to be a bust. You just put together a freaking like Christmas list that's insane. And they yeah. all need to hit for him to be worth that pick. Yeah, and then he also needs to stay healthy, which he hasn't always yeah. done either. No, so, so. I, I think you just kind of laid it out perfectly right there. And he is pretty good in the red zone, so I'm guessing he will be the goal line back. But yeah. um, I, I tend to not try and bet on touchdowns. I think that's the – you want to bet on things, you know, like uh, uh, catching the ball or at least getting volume, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, oh, and touchdowns agree. are just hard to bet on. Well, you can't and then predict touchdowns. Philip Lindsay's been well. pretty good too. I mean, he had he's had 16 touch uh, rushing touchdowns in the last two years, seven and nine. So it's not like he hasn't been a scrub in front of the the red zone either. Yeah, it's like those guys steal a couple or they throw the ball a couple times in the red zone, and I mean, there it goes. And you know, a young quarterback like like I mean, even you look at a guy like Baker last year, just how poor they would he did in the red zone. Like, uh, who knows? Like, who knows what Drew Locke? Drew Locke last year played five games. Three of those games, he threw under 200 yards. One game he threw 208, and one game he had 300. I know he's, I know that, I know that he's a running back, but it just shows that like, people are putting way too much faith in this offense and in, in general. So, yeah, well, like I if think, they can't get it done through the air, then you know he's going to come up against a lot of stacked boxes. Exactly. I don't think he's the type of talent that can uh, really just prosper even in a situation like that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that's about it for Gordon. Yes. Who's up next here? Jimmy Boy. Right, James, let's hear it. I'm up next. All right. Uh, so this is, obviously, we're talking about redraft more than dynasty here, and A.J. Brown is the dynasty darling, I feel like, in, in everybody's eyes. For good reason. He showed a lot last year, and he is a very good player. But where he's being drafted for redraft is too high for my liking. Um, wide receiver 15, and you might think, well, that's not too bad. Um, and that is where he finished, I, or I think he was maybe wide receiver 20 last year, mm. and that's obviously including kind of a slower start because he was a rookie. But I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not buying into the hype that he's going to produce at the efficiency that he did last year. Uh, the Titans do not throw the ball that much. We all know that, and we all know they're going to be running through Derrick Henry probably even more than in the past with this being a, a contract year. Um, and really, the biggest thing for me is he's just not going to have the volume. And you imagine other guys like Johnny Smith and hopefully Corey Davis coming back healthier are going to probably take a few more uh, receptions away from him as well. He was really kind of the sole guy getting any sort of uh, targets last year. 
Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I do agree. I think that is way too high. I think one thing, and I don't know if you mentioned this, but um, and I can't remember the exact stat, but didn't he have like the most yards after the catch last year, like something like that, or like most yards per catch, something, some weird stat that it's like one of those things you keep that does, isn't repeated very frequently. He, he, I don't think he, he didn't finish with a ton of receptions. Like he was very touchdown and yards off of a singular catch dependent. Um, Tannehill had an ungodly eight game stretch or whatever it was, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they're still going to rely on Derrick Henry. He's on that franchise tag, so they're going to burn him out. Um, I think people are going to, cause you get a whole year to watch Tannehill when a quarterback comes in like that and he's a pretty good quarterback and to kind of change the offense up a little bit. It can, it can mess with defenses because they haven't been prepared and they haven't been used to this guy playing. So it changes up things a little bit. So that, that gives you an advantage too. And obviously Derrick Henry's running ability. It's always going to be a run first team. And like you said, if a guy like John Smith takes that step forward or even Corey Davis comes back healthy and I mean, Corey Davis, whether you like him or not fantasy wise, he's a, he's a talented receiver still. And he's still going to demand targets. And John o. Smith looks like he's going to be coming up. They drafted uh, Darrington Evans, and he, I'm assuming he'll be used as the receiving back somewhat this year. So they'll still have a guy that they can throw like a Deion Lewis. And it, again, it's, it's it's in this situation, it's not that you're saying AJ Brown's bad or that he's his long term value. It's that you're betting on Tannehill having an amazing year this year is really what you're doing. You're betting on Tannehill whipping him the ball every time and and them throwing the ball a lot more. So yeah, and just to to bring up to the the stats you're kind of talking about there. So he he had 20 yards per reception, putting him at number three. Um, yards per target was 12.5 at no, so that puts him at number two. And then he had nine touchdowns overall, the the third most. So those are just insane efficiency numbers. And then um, the big one here is uh, for receptions, he had 52, which would put him at wide receiver 43. Um, so I think he's going to regress a little bit in, in the efficiency department there, um, for sure. Uh, the only thing I would maybe say is I, I really, and I don't know if you totally like would disagree on this, but I think his targets and receptions will go up. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they'll go up enough to replace that, but I could easily see him having, um, you know, 65 catches, a thousand yards and eight touchdowns again, which would maybe not put him quite at where he's at, but I, I don't know if it would be a complete bust for me. Um, yeah. And it's not, not necessarily a bust. It's more when you look at the guys he's being drafted around, I would much rather have a Calvin Ridley and an offense that's going to, you know, easily throw the most out of anybody. Um, and, and guys like Robert Woods, I, I even think Tyler Lockett has, has a chance to probably beat him out this year. Well, um, and I would probably rather have Keenan Allen. Same thing. Yeah, that's a big that's one. That's like as well. one spot. Yeah, but so yeah, just kind of betting on more surefire guys who you're gonna for sure get. Uh, I think some that's value the, back out of I think that's the big them. thing. What you're saying there too is like you when you're when you're drafting these guys, you want to be betting on things that you know are repeatable and receptions and targets are repeatable. The most yards per catch, most yards per target. Like third, what do you say? Third most uh, touchdowns. Those things aren't things. I mean, they can be repeated for sure. But as a rookie, and this mm -hmm. happens, you're not gonna. You can't just expect that to happen again. You can expect when you see consistency and you see a guy doing things over and over again. Sure, you can expect it. If he does this every year, sure, then you're gonna be wrong. I bet you'd be happy being wrong. But you, you haven't seen it. That's a lot to put bet on a guy in his second year. Who's likely when, gonna be game planned against a little more too. Exactly, as the number one well, receiver. 
you guys are leading so well into the next person. <laughs> oh, well, who is it? No, Unless Trevor, you got go anything ahead. else. No, Trevor, go ahead. If you had something else, I'm just saying you're leading so well into what my player is. Uh, I was just going to put on top of that, like, even the three rushes for 60 yards and a touchdown is pretty ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> insane. That's not going to happen every year, so. No. Yeah, and uh, I, I love A.J. Brown, obviously. It's just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the safer bets that are around his area, and I'd, I'd rather have him somewhere in, like, a round or two later is where I would be hoping to get him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into it, Spence. Who's your guy here? Let's hear your guy. So my bust player, uh, and again, when we talk about bust, I just don't like where he's drafted, and it's Lamar Jackson at the 209. And I'm and what we just talked about with AJ Brown is kind of a lot of the same reasons. But let me get into it here. So if you look at Lamar Jackson's stats from last year, 3,100 yards with 1,200 rushing yards and 43 touchdowns. Okay. So here's what we need to talk about. Lamar Jackson had probably one of the craziest years for a quarterback in recent history. All right. When was the last time we saw a quarterback rush for that many yards? I can't Never. even tell you because I couldn't Never. find a I couldn't find a stat. I Never. couldn't find a stat. Exactly. <laughs> Never happened. Thank, so. Exactly. I couldn't find a stat even close to mention. It's never happened. Now, the way I'm looking at that, because everyone's all hyped up on him. If you look at like the where his fantasy value has, like uh, the fantasy football calculator that I'm using, you can literally watch the hype train for Lamar Jackson go from like 211 all the way up to 26 in a PPR 12-team format. So the way I look at this is people are so stoked. This is, you know, league MVP. This man is going to make it happen, go back to back. The last time that we had a number one fantasy quarterback go back to back was Drew Brees 12-13. Okay, that was the last time it's happened in recent memory, and that's the last 20 years. Okay, so I think what I'm worried about happening is when you and when you look at um, where he's drafted at, the 2-9, they're putting a lot of hope that they're going to see a Lamar Jackson that repeats last year up there at Patrick Mahomes. Personally speaking, I think by if you watch what the NFL does after you watch a breakout player like that, you watch how he was able to rush on teams. The whole NFL took the offseason and says, yo, what's going on with Lamar Jackson? We need to stop that. And you are not going to see him rush for 1,200 yards again. It's not going to happen. He will not repeat that. He's not going to repeat a lot of the things he does, which I think would push him back down to where he should be along the other quarterbacks, like Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, where he belongs. I think he's valued really high on the hype and that he is the MVP and that they think he's going to repeat, but he's, there's just too many. It it goes back to the thing we were talking about earlier. This is a Christmas list that is almost impossible to see happen again. And you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope it does happen again. I hope that this player proves me wrong in every shape and form. I just know we're not going to see a lot of that stuff again. The NFL, the teams are going to come down on him and you know what? There's a little superstition in this because guess who made the cover of Madden 2021? Mm. Mark Jackson. Guess who, guess who else is wearing his jersey recently? Drake. The other curse. Oh, no Double way. Curse. Serious? Yeah. He, uh, he was on an interview today and I was listening oh, to it. And he said, uh, no. they asked him about that and he said two, two, po- or two wrongs or two negatives make a positive. So he thinks it's a positive thing. But Trevor, what, what, do, you, what do you got to say? Yeah, let's hear um, this. So, well, one thing that I think might um, 
add to your case here is their division was a cakewalk last year. Uh, Steelers went eight and eight, Browns went six and two, and the Bengals went two and fourteen. I think all three of those teams took a pretty large step in the right direction this offseason. I guess you can maybe argue the Steelers, but even then, getting Big Ben back should be enough to to where they can't just. Uh, that was a big part of their offense is just being able. They get up and they just be able to run whatever they want. They were just so open and it, it was. I mean, it was a fun offense to watch. I loved watching the Ravens last year, but it, when they get down. And um, Lamar might have to start throwing it a little bit more, uh, open up some plays. I think you're going to be able to see maybe a little bit of regression in that regard and not being able to just do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. I think the big thing, too, I just see about this Lamar Jackson hype train is you're going to see a lot of people take him on the turn after two or after 112. You're going to see him going like 2-1-2-2 in some leagues where people get really stoked about quarterbacks. That's what scares the hell out of me. People shouldn't be drafting him there. Yeah. And I yeah. think the one thing I want to preface with that too, and this is, I have a pinned tweet on my Twitter. Do not draft quarterbacks high because yep. you know what over, and I, I can't remember the exact stat, but over, I think it was over um, the past seven years out of the 70, I think it was like 72 quarterbacks, only 13 have finished higher than their ADP. And that's out of the top 12, let alone yeah. their number one spot. Around where Lamar is getting picked right now, there's guys like Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, Clyde, uh, Austin Eckler. You got Mike Evans right there. Obviously, we didn't like him. We got Kenny G, um, Adam Thielen, George Kittle. So you got guys that like are going to be like that number one guy. And you can get a quarterback that obviously if Lamar repeats and he has 29, whatever it was, 27 points a game, that's a lot more than then like some of these later guys, these quarterbacks that get you 17 points. But at the same time, the value you're losing on missing on a player like this by drafting a quarterback high on the off chance that he somehow does repeat is you're losing a lot more than you're gaining because you can drop down. Yep. Even if you want a quarterback high, if you look at the ADP for this too, for quarterbacks, it's it's a three round drop from so Patrick Mahomes is higher than him and again I don't agree with that either but no. Lamar Jackson right there and then it's a three round drop from Lamar Jackson to Kyler Murray and that's from rounds two to round five so that's a huge and then it drops again yeah. to the sixth round and you're getting guys like Dak Prescott Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson who are all fantastic fantasy quarterbacks and I mean you can get a guy later too so I, again I think it leads back to the point just. I mean, my strategy for redraft is I wait until the very end of draft a quarterback. And you know what? If I end up not getting a great one, I'll just pick them up off the waivers and interchange them, and you'll do fine like that. So, like you could fall all the way. Like in this in this ADP calculator we have, you could pick up guys like Joe Burrow and Philip Rivers in the 11th and the 12th rounds, and then you leave yourself the ability to grab way better players early than wasting a pick on Lamar Jackson and Pat and Pat Mahomes. And we're not talking about Pat, but Lamar Jackson, I think there's just, there is too much that paid in the facts with how many points he got. And to go off what we're mentioning before, we're not going to see the repeat like we did. I just, it's not, you will not see him rush for 1200 yards. You won't, but that, I mean, we don't need to beat the horse dead. Um, I know we got a few more guys we need to get through here. So we'll go back up to Sam and his next take. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys a, a fun little stat first. So this this guy this guy's ADP is 34th wide receiver. He's picking getting picked in the seventh round. So normally you wouldn't consider it, like we were talking before a bust really isn't a guy you pick in the seventh round because you're going for upside there, right? But I think this guy has so much downside of where he is and the people being drafted around him. I had to talk about him and. 
But with me saying that, would you believe that of the games in his four years of his career, of the games he has played in, 24% of those games, he is a wide receiver one. 24%. So like one-fourth, he's a wide receiver one. And this guy that I'm talking about is Will Fuller. And Will Fuller, if anyone's owned him, they know the pain of Will Fuller. So I'm just going to go go over some quick stats, stats of Will Fuller. Um, so Will Fuller has played four years. I'm going to go over his four years, and I'm going to skip his rookie year too because you don't like to take into account rookie years always. So of the four years, though, including his rookie year, he had a potential 64 game. He's played 42, so he's missed 22 games. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that, that's, that's not great. And um, of that, his finishes, so you're going to get these boom weeks. So he has, of those 42 games he's played, he has 10 that he was a wide receiver one, which is awesome. Like, that's that's all you can – if you get a guy at the 34th wide receiver, and I'm telling you 25% of his games he's a wide receiver one that he plays, but and, – and that's 10 games right there out of four years. That's, 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 that's pretty good. But for wide receiver two, 13 to, four, 13 to 24, he has one game of the four seasons – as a wide receiver two, he only has four games as a wide receiver three, and this is out of 12-team uh, leagues, and 37 or worse ranked is 27 times, and that's not including the 22 games that he's missed. So you had the 22 games on there, that's 49 games of his 64 games, 76% of his games, he is a bust and he shouldn't even be in your lineup. I think that, and if you look, I I did it with I was like, okay, so I'm, his rookie season he played 14 games and he had a lot of kind of crappy weeks. He had two number one weeks. I did the same stats and took out his rookie year. So now though he only played 28 games of the 48 potential games he could have played. Again, still 75% of them he was ranked 37th or worse. And normally these these rankings aren't like he is like 38, 39, like where it's still playable. He's normally in the 60s in these. So he's like not even playable. And so, yes, with a guy like him, you're going to get this boom upside of, like I said, 25% of the games he's played, he is number one wide receiver – or wide receiver one, which is – holy crap. That's 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 great, but he doesn't get wide receiver two games, doesn't really get wide receiver three games. He just busts. Um, I think the other thing to preface with this is just the guys being drafted around him. Right behind him is Tyler Boyd, a guy that – I mean, not even from safety, but just from pure talent. I just think, like, overall, he's going to do better. He's right behind him. You got guys like Deontay Johnson, if you want an upside guy, and you've seen more of him. He has, it wasn't injured. You got a Julian Edelman, if you want to take some of that age and just hope for the, the the targets. You also got tight ends like Hunter Henry, Tyler Higbee, and Hayden Hurst in that area. You got a guy like Jarvis Landry, who's just two two wide receiver spots ahead of him. And his teammate, Brandon Cook's one spot, who I like a lot more than Will Fuller. I think the big thing here is you have guys that you can draft. And that's why I wanted to talk about him is there's guys in this range you can draft that can be valuable to your team week in and week out. Instead of a guy like Will Fuller, where you're praying that you play him that one week where he got that 52 points. I did that actually last year. I got really lucky and I played him. I got like 225 points that league. It was awesome. But then I played him a couple other weeks and he got me three points or two points or one point, or he was hurt. He got hurt that week. So it's like, I mean, if you want to take that Sean, you really want that really high upside. Sure. But you can, I would, I would want to take him in the fifties. If that's the case, I want to take him at the end of the draft or the round 12, 13 or something like that. But that's my opinion. So I don't know what you guys had to say. Spencer. Well, I'll just jump in. I don't know if you guys saw Twitter, but Will Fuller just died 
rumor has it Sam caused him to die. So oh my god, um, I know he tripped. <laughs> he tripped and tore his hamstring again. Um, but jo- all jokes aside, you're 100 percent right. And I think there's there's a there's a group of people out there that exist, Sam, that live for that 25 percent of the games. Yeah. There's a group of them that only want to see Will Fuller for the 25% games. And that's only 25% and, that he played. So if you consider all his games, it's mm-hmm. only 15%. Yeah, so, so 15%. And and we sad. have one, I won't say his name, but we have one person in our Dynasty League that puts Will Fuller on a in pedestal. We all know who it is. I won't say his name out of respect for him. <laughs> but there are guys just like him that exist all over. And getting involved in like the the Twitter fantasy football universe. I, I've seen them. I see these people out there that exist. And so it gross. it's ridiculous because you just laid it out black and white and showed this dude doesn't deserve a spot in the starting lineup. And these Let guys on your roster, I don't even want him on my roster, but no. And I mean, I, the only way I actually see Will Fuller being a startable guy on your team is if you had like an extra flex spot where if like, you can maybe take a little bit more risk on him, and he gets a little bit more value. But let's be honest, there isn't a lot of leagues like that. So I, I'm 100% with you behind you on this. Will Fuller can, you know what, ride off into the sunset and go retire as the most, like, bust player of all time. Thank you very much. Next. And you, I'm not, you... not going to be so uh, dire in my outlook on Will Fuller. Um, I'm... I'm in the mindset where if I can draft him at a spot where he's a bench guy for me. So what's that want, spot, want, though? Right. So it depends on what league you're in, obviously. But, like, I would maybe go for him in the ninth or tenth round, I guess, just just because sometimes those boom weeks can save you. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be – I would probably, you know, rather go for a guy like you're saying, Brandon Cooks, who's right there, too, or even there's some, like, later-round running backs yeah. who I think could – they they can give you a nice steady like maybe ten points or something you got Jordan, for a you got flex Jordan, spot when you need it. But you got Jordan Howard ten spot or th- fourteen spots behind him, and Jordan Howard's technically a starting running back right now. Yeah, and I mean I don't think he's worth a first in any dynasty leagues, but maybe a maybe a third or something for. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, you got anything else on him, or we could pretty much cover it all before you? I don't know. I feel like at wide receiver thirty four. I mean, he's. I don't think he'll finish that high at the end of the year, but there are some weeks that you might be able to play him. And the well, one thing you, nice you know about – Well, you don't really, but, I mean, the one thing is Houston's, in my opinion, going to be pretty bad this year and going to have to sling the rock. Right. And they so, just they, – there's a huge hole of targets that just went away with DeAndre Hopkins gone. And all we're hearing from Bill O'Brien is how much he loves Will Fuller. I, I don't think that that is going to magically make him stay in the field more. But I, I do see a scenario where maybe Will Fuller surprises people and he puts together maybe a 10-game season where he's like a wide receiver three or two. Yeah, and if you could get him in for a 10-game season and you know that and you you know that he's what weeks he's going to go, but man, you play a guy like Will Fuller. And I, I just don't think – I get what you're saying with the targets being gone, but – Will Fuller isn't DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller is great for an NFL team because he's so freaking fast and he opens up that field, but – it's just so I don't know. He does also have a pretty good connection with Watson as well, and um, uh, Brandon. Field, 
Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying if he if he can stay healthy, which I know is a massive if, I'm just saying he's got like a pretty good outlook because I don't think Brandon Cooks with this weird off season where they're not really able to work out with each other as much right now, I don't think he's just going to walk in and be like the de facto one on that team. I think it's going to be Will Fuller, and obviously it's just for how long he's healthy. But yeah, um, I think he there's he could potentially win you some games, which is always the case with him. But if he's ever healthy, it could be more than usual. Yeah. And I guess that my big thing is I saw Tyler Boyd right behind him. I saw guys like a Deontay Johnson, who I'd rather take a chance on right. personally. I would rather have those guys as well. And it's like, that's, that I was like, this isn't right, man. This guy is, and I get it. They have him and Brandon Cooks really high because you don't know who's going to be the guy. And Will Fuller easily could, but I just, I, he, he, his healthiest season was his rookie, rookie season with 14 games. Otherwise, he hasn't played more than 11. It's 11, 7, and 10. So it's like, in that time too, when he misses some of those games in re, especially if we're talking redraft, you have to drop those guys. Like you can't just let him sit on your roster if you don't have an IR spot. I don't know. It it I get what you're saying for sure because he that upside is why you have a guy like Will Floyd. That 25 yeah. percent of the games he plays, he's a wide receiver one. So and I, get, I, I'm yep. I'm with you on just about everything. I'm just playing devil's advocate here a little bit that I for don't sure. think uh, Will Fuller is completely dead. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Let the hate flow oh, through God. you, Samuel. I mean, he makes me so mad. But all right, Trevor, let's let's get into. I hate you say that though, because he also just said you had the best fantasy week of your life thanks to Will Fuller. I did, but then so, he screwed me because I played him like the next four weeks, and he was, screwed me every one. Was that well, the most maybe, fantasy points ever for a game? It I wasn't. Think? I don't. Think. 50, it might have been. It was, it was like fifty-three or 52, yeah, fifty-two point nine. I think it was. Yeah, fifty-three. I don't know though. Uh, well, this next guy, me and uh, James kind of had similar um, takes on him, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So Juju is, let me see here, pull him up. He is coming in at wide receiver. Why am I not finding this man on our I thing? I think it's 12, right? Oh, that's yeah, why, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lower. Yeah. Look, I was looking lower. Um, <laughs> he is 12. Wow, it's so you, I mean, you're expecting this guy to be a wide receiver one this year, which is just mind blowing to me because even if he has a bounce back year, like and things go right and he gets his targets increase and he stays healthy, I don't see how he could be a top twelve wide receiver. And my reasoning is, is well, to start off with, um, I I think for that to happen, you would either need Big Ben to have a, a absolutely insane season which could happen but you know he actually he hasn't had that many um crazy seasons he has a few i feel like he has more crazy weeks here and there but as far as um actually putting up uh good fantasy numbers i'm i'm looking at his stats right now and yeah for the past what like 10 years he's had two years where he really balled out and had 4,950, 100 yards, and then everything else has been <clears throat> 4,200 and under 30 touchdowns. So um, really not actually slinging it that much for as much as people give him credit for. But back to Juju, uh, they drafted a wide receiver in the second round, and they also have Deontay Johnson and James Washington, who both um, performed better than him last year. Uh, not to mention that they still have a very solid defense and they might not need to be slinging it all the time. 
I just I can't imagine Juju being a top twelve. I don't even think he's going to be top twenty. I if I had to guess, I would wow. throw in like somewhere in the twenty five to thirty range is what I would yeah. guess for Juju. One thing I wanted to say, because I thought you made a good point there about the Ben Brothers program in the 49 and the 51. So his 5,100-yard season was 2018, and that's Juju's year, where Juju, his second year in the league, where he had he was ranked number nine wide receiver. So what, what exactly what you were saying, Ben has to have one of those years for Juju to even get ranked number nine. And Ben, that was Ben's best best throwing season, best, best yardage season ever. Well, and most touchdowns ever. And most so. touchdowns, yeah. And he had cornerback to coverage the entire year so yep. it's like that's a lot of things to go right for you and that's only three spots up like yeah that's him being number nine yep all right i'll I, i'm i'm jumping in first my hand was up first james <laughs> do i agree that number 12 wide receiver juju smith is too high yes but i I don't know, man. I, I, I think Big Ben's going to come back from this injury and give us a good season. I really, really do. I have some faith there. Um, I st- you know, have the only some reason- goddamn faith, Arthur. <laughs> have some faith. Just need a little bit more money. But I, I really do think he's going to come back and have a good season. So that's why I confidently can see Juju in the top 20. Now, you said you didn't see him in the top 20. I see him in the top 20 still. So that's where I'm going to argue with you. I think uh, Big Ben's hype video of him shaving his beard and saying, I'm back, baby. Yeah, he's back. He's going to prove it. He's going to be slinging the big skin. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I will say it does depend where you look. His ADP can differ. I've, on some websites, he is closer to 20. But regardless, I'm going to tell you some guys on this website who are going around him. DJ Chark, DJ Moore, Odell Beckham. Stefan Diggs, I would probably have, those are all going after Juju. And maybe you like him more than some of those guys, but personally, I think I would take all of them over Juju at this point. Um, I like their their ceilings better, because what you're really hoping for is Juju goes back in the slot. He he doesn't have the number one corner on him anymore. Someone else can hopefully go on the outside for him and and ball out, whoever that may be, between Deontay Johnson and uh, Washington. and that Big Ben stays healthy and has a great year. And that's just like like we kind of been saying, that's a lot of stuff that you need to get right for him to have a big year. And even then, I don't think he's going to get close to, to wide receiver nine. I think there's a lot of other guys, too, that have stepped up in this last year who are probably going to finish higher than him again this year. And that's why I like, I mean, literally, as one of the players we talked about, if he fell down to like where A.J. Brown is listed in this fantasy football calculator... I'd be a lot more. That would be a good spot for me. I would take him right there because then you're getting players like Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Alan Robson, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, DK, all ahead of him. I like that. Maybe even falling down a little bit more and putting Keenan Allen and Ty ahead of him just because I think they got a little bit of a boom factor this year. That's where I see it. See, I would still be taking like Terry McLaurin at 27 ahead of him or Tyler Lockett. It, I mean, you could even. Yeah. I don't know. You could even go down to Devontae Parker, and I think I'd be more Jarvis happy Landry, with that. maybe. Yeah, if you like him. I just I see guys way down, and this is just wide receivers. There's still tight ends, running backs, and that QBs puts him at like that thirty, I, dude. That's yeah. He, yeah. I, here's one. Thing one like, here's one. 
So you go ahead first. Oh, I'm just gonna. I, I'll just. I just want to say. I think Juju has a lot of the name. Like I think when you look at these ADP, like Juju's getting drafted because Juju has a name. Juju's done commercial. Mm-hmm. Juju plays Fortnite. Juju's young. Juju broke out when he was young and he had a great year. But his best year, and again, he's only four years into the. This will be his fourth year, I think. But number nine, like that's not even a high wide receiver one. And people, and I know he's getting picked at twelve, but he just sucked last year. And like you, Ben Roethlisberger had his best passing season ever that year with Antonio Brown, one of the best route runners of all time, one of the best receivers of all time, as your number one guy. And with Juju, with Juju, I don't know. I I can I think he's gonna be way down there. I think I, I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, one, and I sorry, I just, I'm gonna say this real quick, Trev. I I think. Um, you can look at, you know, different um, analytic websites, like whether it be reception perception and things like that. And Juju has a very poor success rate on a lot of different routes. He's really only been successful in the slot. And and that's huge for me, I guess. Um, it's hard to bet on guys like that to have huge years when they can only play in specific spots on the field and, and need like the perfect environment around them. Yeah. And just to sum up, juju myself is i think if everything went perfect for him he could possibly end at 12 like if the offense got clicking if ben had a monster year and and when you're when like you're picking someone at an adp and everything needs to go right for them to hit that adp you're just asking to um draft a bust in my opinion completely agree completely agree i think we're running up against the clock here but james i want you to touch on this this guy that you 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 were gonna talk about. Yeah, Sam wants you to touch Gronk. I do want to touch Gronk. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> yeah, and there's, I mean, we've already covered so much just on the whole team aspect when we were talking about Mike Evans. Um, so I'll just kind of bring up some other little small tidbits here. Um, but one of the big ones is, well, I mean, we we looked at Gronk in 2018. He played how many games? Um. 13 and he went for almost 700 yards that was i had him on my team he only had three touchdowns that was a pretty disappointing year and he was obviously one of the the number one targets in that new england offense at that time i don't know why we think he's he's going to improve upon that by going to tampa bay because i mean if you draft him where he is now and he just does what he did in new england you're going to be disappointed and on top of that he plays one of the hardest schedules for a tight end this year it's ranked the 30th hardest, or sorry, the the hardest, uh, like number three hardest yeah. tight end schedule. Um, and I just, again, I don't see where he's going to be getting a lot of targets when you have guys like Mike Evans and Godwin there. I know they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel, but regardless, I just don't think that's going to be enough for his sixth round ADP to be worth it. And that's the thing. He's, he's ranked the sixth tight end right now. I'm looking at these ADP right here, and there are ten guys after Gronk that I would rather have, and that that being and you can get them much later. Yeah, Dude, that being like guys like Jonu Smith, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Gasecki. I think Gasecki is going to be great. Fant, Hooper, Cooks. Uh, he he's just, going as the sixth tight end. That's huge. And there's and not did much. Did James even mention injury? Did we mention injury yet? No. Did we mention the fact the that Gronk's tired. running? Yeah, did we mention that Gronk runs around out there with more bionic like stuff on his arms and legs than the million dollar man? Like <laughs> all he is is one big hit and he's crumpled on the ground. I mean, he'll probably play the rest of the game because he's an oversized toddler that doesn't know how to quit, but then he'll be out for two or three weeks. <laughs> I know. 
I love he is. Come on. It's, it's good for the league when you see a great East Mode Gronk. Like I love to watch it. I'm just not gonna bet on it when I can get a lot of. Did we even touch on really who else you can get? At the uh, yeah, two? yeah, you got Evan Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Noah Fant, Kaseki, like all those guys, like way ahead of Gronk. I mean, Gronk, if he falls to the end of a draft, I might take a shot on him. I mean, but, even Dallas Goddard, Sam. Yeah. I mean, he's more this, consistent. There's a lot of people saying this is Ertz's regression year, and that's a whole other conversation. And we are pressed up against the clock, but you know. That that that's that's kind of the episode where we'll leave it off then. And unless anyone else has anything to say. Anger towards Gronk. Don't draft Gronk so high. We just and it, I think everyone in this in this pod, we all love Gronk. Like I remember watching Gronk. Oh, yeah. He's such a character. I love the man to death. I think he's a great football personality, but One of the best tight ends ever. Yeah. He's great for the league too. Yeah, I mean, he is. he's entertaining, so And you know that him and Brady on the sidelines are gonna be like the two best friends that they are so yeah yeah that's my take that's about an hour-long episode though so that's definitely going on one of our longer ones but i think it was a fun one it i kind of like doing takes like these because we get in a little bit more you know away from it all just can kind of get our opinions out there which is fun so i know you boys love shitting on as many players as you can too Especially Sam over here with his Will Will Fuller hatred. Screw that. I've, hey, if I'm gonna make a claim, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard on it because you know what? He's a guy I don't want. I don't think you should be drafting. Draft just, him and watch me laugh. You know? Oh my God. You, you take that 75% bust. I'll let you. I can't wait for that one guy in our league to hear this episode and just start fuming. Oh my God. Yeah. Poor fellow. Well, I know no. he loves to trade some draft picks for him, right? <laughs> 101 or 102 well uh i think that wraps up a good episode maybe we'll do some sleepers or something some anti-bus coming up here yeah we can talk to nice guys yeah Yeah, we're just kind of fun ones episodes out a little bit more with with sports starting to come back now and it being summertime and uh, but yeah like i said i can't thank you guys enough for for listening and coming on board and uh with that uh you know Sam, want to say goodbye to everybody? Hey, Frosty. Trevor? Adios. James? Uh, Enjoy the summer. Stay toasty. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. You just listened to the Four Below Fantasy Football Podcast with Spencer, Trevor, James, and Sam. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at 4BelowFF. Until next time.